Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the, the tea. tea. We're slowly starting to get it right. A little bit. My <laughs> name is uh, T-Rex, and I am joined by my co-host every week. Lucky Stiff. Hi, how are you all? <sighs> Good. It's a really cold day, but and it's uh, about to be Thanksgiving. It's true. We're so thankful for this podcast and all of you listening. Yeah. Thanksgiving is like a trash holiday. I don't know. It's like not my favorite. And it's kind of founded on bullshit, too. It's absolutely <laughs> founded on bullshit. I'm like, can we get rid of, like, Thanksgiving? Well, we can keep the eating. But can we get rid of, <laughs> but like... we can eat anytime we want. Thanksgiving and Columbus Day and then replace yes. them with Election Day that we get as a national holiday mm-hmm. and Pride Monday, bitch. I absolutely. Want a Pride fucking Monday. That's what mm-hmm, we want. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All right. We are joined uh, for our first time ever with our special guest... Uh, Eva Young. Hi, we got. <clears throat> God, I had a little much to drink already. I know we've been oh drinking God, she, mimosas all. I forget you can't drink anything. I cannot drink, but okay. hello, this everybody. This is gonna be great. Uh-oh. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> we're so excited to have you. Um, and also, we're joined by uh, Kat Sass. It is her first or second time here. Yay! Hello. But you were with Ooh. us uh, in our original. Uh, yeah, in the before time. Yeah, yes, when, when we, we were, were like at the center in Halstead, and everyone sends me messages going. How come the first two podcasts sound like you guys are in a cave? Because we're in a, cause we're in <laughs> a cave, we were, yeah. honey. Yeah, it was cavernous. Were. And it was, it was prehistoric. It was interesting, though. It was kind of interesting to do a podcast in front of a live audience. I yeah. liked but it. But I liked it, too. Intimate. Well, I think so, too. And whenever I'm like an avid podcast listener mm-hmm. and fan, and whenever I find myself reaching for a podcast, it's usually more like this and not mm-hmm. so much a live panel. So I, I'm kind of I'm happy to be back. What podcast do you listen to? Um, I listen to uh, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Yes. What? <laughs> it's so good. It's, what is it? It's I mean... this podcast with this um, woman rabbi and this gay Englishman and their what? dear friends. And they take the texts of Harry Potter chapter by chapter and they examine it like it's a piece, like it's a piece of religious <sighs> text. Whoa. Um, they don't, they treat it as a piece of religious text, but they don't, it's, it's, they do religious practice like reading on the text they apply that method to like harry potter and is so it funny or is it it's funny and sweet and it's heartening and um i lo- what i love about it is be um harry potter like not to get like too yeah. intimate or heavy but harry potter saved my life a bunch of times i grew up with it i love yeah. it whenever i feel like out of place or a little lost in the world i'll get in a bathtub and read harry potter yeah. and it just that sort of amazing it resets me a lot it yeah. just it's kind of like i imagine how some people would feel about the bible i think the bible was bananas. Yeah. So, but Harry Potter makes a lot of sense to me. So <laughs> well, you, you know, know chick, pick your uh, yeah, pick, your your uh, fictional stories that you want to believe in. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so there, so I love Harry Potter Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. I always love Dan Savage Savage Love mm. podcast. Um, and I like Lost Last Podcast on the Left a oh, little I bit. Yeah, I like it a little bit better than My Favorite Murder because they go into they go in like great detail mm-hmm. with like a bunch of like you know murdery people. The Jim oh. Jones series that they do is so good Let and me, really okay. creepy. Do start if you're gonna listen to them. I wouldn't recommend listening to like all of Last Podcast on the Left, but I love the Jim Jones and the Jonestown series. Okay. Um, it, you have to have a strong stomach to listen to it because sure, yeah, they like play that. a lot of recordings and oh, they. I've heard of this. It's super gory. I've heard it of is, this. Yes, but it, it, they also deliver it with humor, and you can tell they're all mm-hmm. good friends and that they are all genuine interested in trying to do a good job researching yeah. the topics at hand so I I freaking love it and that's kind of where I'm at right now and also the tea 
I listen to it. I've listened. I've listened to every episode like four or five times. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I love Mm -hmm. it. It's just wonderful. It's nice to like. I know some of these people personally, but it's so nice to like feel like I'm learning things about my friends Mm -hmm. and also people I admire. And you know. The, the two are one and the same. Yeah, I'm yeah, a big fan. Thanks, y'all. We've mentioned on here before that Kat and I are roomies, but like yeah. sometimes it's really interesting to come home. Oh, no. <laughs> you <hear your laughs> come home and hear my own voice like <laughs> blasting in the kitchen. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm just like, Kat's listening to the podcast. I just really like it. It's comforting and it's friendly. I don't know. Mm. It's like having, you, you don't always want to watch TV. Yeah. And you don't always want to listen to music, especially yeah. when you do drag. Like, do you ever have times where you're like, I need quiet now? Mm-hmm. Or just like a little bit of talking or something. It's nice when you're at the gym or something where you can get lost in something mm. where like sometimes I'll be like, I've listened to this album a million times like, mm-hmm. or I don't know what I want to listen to and mm-hmm. you just put on a podcast and like get lost in a story and you're like, oh, I've been on the elliptical for 45 minutes. Yes, <laughs> that, yes, that always happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you listen to any podcasts? I don't actually, no. but like I watch a bunch of like YouTube videos like, just in the background <laughs> when I like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, not even like. So I listen to YouTube videos when I'm driving, but I don't watch oh. the actual YouTube videos. So I guess it's kind of like a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that seems right. <laughs> no, I hear you. I nap to them sometimes. Yeah, like when I should just be watching, like listening to podcasts, but I just like, like what do you like? What do you watch? A lot of like gamer, um, oh, okay, like YouTube videos, like game reviews. Mm. Um, no, I think like too serious, but yeah. I've just recently gotten into. Have you guys heard of Defunct Land on YouTube? No. What is that? It's about closed attractions at uh, Disney, <laughs> and like uh, not just Disney, but they also go through like uh, the one is Astro World, where like tons of people died. What? What? Yeah, they go through a lot of these. Yeah, things where like crazy shit happened, or it was just like this horrible ride that Disney have that had that was like just a mess, or like the scariest ride they have, and and some of it's really funny, some of it's just factual, but I'm obsessed with it. Defunct Land. Yeah. I will totally check it's that really out. Cool. Yeah, watch the YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh my god, really oh, that's so scary though. <laughs> I'm super excited. Cool. Yeah, and um, do you guys ever <clears throat> listen to Keep It? It's my favorite podcast. Mm-mm. Oh, it. no, but with, I heard you talking about yes. it once. What, what Ira Madison III, uh, Kara R. Brown, and uh, comedian uh, Louis Fertel, and it's all, like, pop culture and politics, and it, like, is oh, super yeah. liberal and, like, tells me what I think. Like, I, like, <laughs> like, I can't always watch the news and go, well, I don't really know how I, I feel about this, but they're in the same kind of universe as, like, uh, Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. They're on Crooked Media. So... They really like boil things down in a hilarious way. So, anyways, oh, we no, haven't even asked out. questions yet. No, but it's good. It's good. Oh, yeah. What do you listen to? Me podcasts. I mean, you y'all have mentioned a bunch of them. I also really like stuff you missed in history class. Mm. That's a great um, one. I love that podcast just because, and also like. There's a whole bunch of um, spinoffs of it with names that I cannot remember. But if you go look at stuff you missed in history class, then there's like underneath it, it'll say like this you missed in history class, this you missed in science class, whatever, all of those things. And I like it because it's history is so vast and it's so hard to keep kind of like a bead on a through line because Mm -hmm. it's all of human history. So it helps to be like. Here's a little feature on this particular moment in time. Want to learn about the Visigoths today, kids? I love that. Have you have you ever watched? Uh, it was on CNN, um, but it's different miniseries like the '60s, the '70s, the '80s, mm-hmm. the '90s, yeah. the 2000s, mm-hmm. and it's um, produced by Tom Hanks. But they'll pick something like Love the, Hanks. the war or like the AIDS crisis or like whatever. And, and that's fabulous. It's just a full hour on it's that. Great. And they have like Colin Powell, Tom Hanks, like 
correct. They have tons of uh, like actual talking heads. It's kind of like a like I love the '90s or whatever mm-hmm. or what was it called on VH1? Yeah, I think that's like, what, what it was called. 90s. Yeah, it's like that, but more factual. Yeah, and less like Kathy Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, giving like talking heads, but yeah, it's it's really fucking cool if you like history and it's still like I love history. I love that. I love yeah, history. same. All right, shall we jump into it? I yeah. think we should. Um, yeah, I'll take it away. Where was the first place you went out in drag, and how did it make you feel? You have an interesting <clears throat> one, Eva. Well, for me, um, I'm a Halloween queen. I started on Halloween when I was, like, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! Actually, 12. And you're 23? I'm 22. 22, okay. Yeah, okay. Almost, almost 23. You old lady. <laughs> I'm, like, afraid of getting old, but... <laughs> Girl... Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm still like used to like being like the youngest one in the scene, and now I'm just like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. just you wait. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. icing my knees under this desk right now. There's, a, there's another 12 year old getting in drag oh, right yeah. now, coming I for your gig. <laughs> so yeah, like I started on Halloween when I was like 12 years old. That's um, insane to me. Yeah, it was, it was like such a different time because like drag wasn't really like as mainstream as it is now, yeah. and I just got a wig from like. Party City, it was like a shake and go. <laughs> and wore my sister's like two size, two small like heels and <laughs> went out in drag like for Halloween um, with like my best friend Harlot and we went trick or treating in our neighborhood and it was just like such a liberating experience for me yeah. when I was like 12 years old because no one was doing what I was doing. Um, Did you know you were gay or was this like before? I think I was still closeted at the time, mm-hmm. but I was. It was like during my like emo phase. Sure. <laughs> you were 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And like I remember like having like wearing my sister's bra and like just being a hooker zombie. Like that was my goal. I love that. Yeah. You knew what that was at 12? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was my childhood. What were your parents' reaction? My parents are like super out of my life. Like they don't really know much about my life to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, Harlot, my best friend, like, her mom was honestly, like, an angel. She, like, took us in. And she's, like, kind of like my second mom. Yeah. Um, like, I had all my drag at her place for years. Oh. And she basically, like, let me do drag, like, whenever I wanted at her place. And, like, she let me stay over whenever. So she let really it be nice. normal. Yeah. And she exactly. let you, like, fall into it and didn't make it time. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, I didn't even know at the time I was doing drag. Like, it thought it was just, you know. Right. Putting on makeup, like, just having fun. And yeah. somehow it turned out to be this huge mess, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those who don't know, uh, the first time I ever heard of you was when uh, you and Harlot Winch went to uh, your senior prom yeah. in drag. Yeah. And it got picked up by the local news. And we were all like, who the fuck is this? I'm obsessed. <laughs> and you guys already look better than all of us. And you're like 17, 18 years old. Infuriating. Or yeah, I was like yeah. 18 years old. I was like, I hope they both move. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? You looked so, uh, both of you looked so tall and so gorgeous. They are so tall. Yeah, you are so tall and gorgeous. Uh, I mean, out of drag and drag. Y'all are gorgeous guys. human beings. Yeah, like during that um, that time, like I saved up like a thousand dollars and I bought my own prom dress. And oh my gosh. yeah, and I had like Pearl make my wig. Um, wow. It was like, <laughs> it was like such a like moment in time. <laughs> that was, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and at the actual prom, like we actually had a fight to like go to prom and drag because yeah. um, our principal was like, "Oh, like that's not really allowed. Like it's never been done before." Wait, so you had like brought it up? Like you guys had like 
told everyone, bitch, we're going in drag to prom. Like, yeah. this is what's happening. Did you, we have, were, did you go to the principal and say, can we do this? Yeah, we, we were like, oh, like, is this, like, something that's, like, allowed? And they're like, no, not typically. Um, and then we had to, like, have, like, several meetings with the board of, like, education or whatever. Oh, my and God. It was, like, such a mess. But eventually, like, they were like, oh, you know, fine. Like, that's fine. Because um, we are like... Well, Harlot's mom was like, oh, we're going to, like, press charges. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Come on, mama. Yeah. So, went to prom. It was, like, totally fine. Like, we actually ran for prom queen. So, <laughs> and we were, like, back to back. Um, and some bitch won. Ah! <laughs> you split the vote. That's the problem. That is the problem. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. But was everyone at prom, like, gagged by it and, like, Oh, yeah. It? Totally. It was, like, such a surreal moment because I never thought I would go to prom and drag, like, as a kid growing up, I was always really insecure about my, about who I was, not only being gay, but also being like a minority, being Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like fit in with any of the crowds in school. And I think like a kind of a turning point for me in middle school, when I finally came out, I was made fun of like for my entire middle school. Yeah. Um, and then one day I just kind of like, Snapped in a way and mm, stabbed yeah. this kid. You stabbed what? this kid. What? Stabbed this kid. Yeah. With what? With the pencil. Um, uh, he was like fucking with you. Yeah, like and he you... was like making fun of me, like for being like Buddhist and like for being um, Asian, and like he called me like chink and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like fuck it. Like I'm so over it. And I just called him bitch and like stabbed him. Uh, oh. Lead pencil. Where'd you stab him? In his hand. Uh. Uh, what happened? He went to the emergency room for like, lead poisoning. <laughs> And, like, oh, his parents were trying to sue me and shit, and, like, my parents like, uh-uh. Like, that was, like, racist and, like, stuff like that, so. What did, did he, how did he react to it? Was he, like, what the fuck? Or was he, did he start crying? Or well, like, obviously, he was, like, one of those, like, you know, jock types. Um, he, like, didn't, he was, like, a little taken back. Like, he, would like, didn't expect me to actually um, physically, like, you know, do yeah. anything. Yeah, like, they never think you're going to yeah. fight back. They think I'm just going to, like, sit there and take it, but. So uh, did Good that change? Did you become like a part of the folklore of school where everyone's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like everybody like, was afraid of me. Don't make fun of that kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they'll stab you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you when I you was... can like assert your dominance and go like, I'm not trying to fit anymore. Like this is what I am. Like yeah. go fuck yourself. Right. Like, the second you do that, like people will go find someone else weak, that, weaker that they can. Yeah, like, pick like on. people didn't like make fun of me after that. And you know, like yeah. if anything, they were just like, oh, like. Oh, you're going to stab me with a pencil or something like that? Like, maybe. You're like, bitch, I might. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're listening out there, go stab someone. <laughs> no, it's like no, prison. don't do that. It's like prison. Like, on your first day, you're supposed to go in and, like, shiv the biggest bitch in there so that you can show everyone that you mean business. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did, like, you did do a prison stab. <laughs> All right. Um, my mom has started listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. No. And now I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, hi, hi. mom. Mama's <laughs> Kat, what about you? Yeah. Oh, uh, so my first time going out in drag was um, so I did. I'm an accidental drag queen. Some people know that. Um, oh, and yeah. So I basically I got I I had I was a professional actor, and I was so tired of standing in front of like old white dudes and then being like, "You're too tall," or like you know, like auditioning and you know, or yep. you're too fat, or you're too brunette, or whatever. Um, and so I started doing performance art. One of my friends who had a queer theater company called Mid Tangent, he found me and cast me in this show. And he's like, listen, I wrote this part for a man to play, but... And I was like, why is that always a sentence that gets delivered at me? <laughs> is it my giant hands? Or 
don't know what it is. Um, but uh, but I went in and I played the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland at like this jukebox musical. It was, it was so wonderful. And actually, my opening night, so this was like the first time I was ever in drag in front of people. My opening night, they had me in this wig that was 16 inches tall. My drag mother, um, Madam X, put it on me. She used four pins to put it in my head. And she goes, and, uh, and it didn't move. Oh. And I was like, and she goes, does it hurt? And I said, Yes, very much. And she goes, then it's working. <laughs> and so then I get on stage and I'm wearing this giant chest plate that is in the shape of a heart and it has like these two inch long spikes coming off of it. And this is only relevant because what I'm about to tell you. Oh, no. um, so at the end of the first scene, you they, they, the I actually just does it. You stabbed the kid who bullied you. We've got two stabbers two here. Stabbers. Have you stabbed actually, anybody? I haven't stabbed anybody. Oddly, this is about to go that direction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So, oh, wow. what, so okay. what happened was they they had me in these eight inch boots and they were like Jeffrey Campbell's. They were very good for what like for what I had to do. They were awesome. Ankle support, whatever. But they, you know, the the front of them kind of like tip a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. if you've ever worn them. And I oh, no. and it was like I. I like had my big number, boom, blackout, and I had like my backup dancers, and it would I slayed. The audience was screaming, yes. and um, I went to go get down the stairs. Oh in God. the stairs are in front of the audience. The audience watches you exit in the dark, and they didn't put any glow tape down, and it was in hydrate, and everything was black. So I just I tried I tried so hard to like not fall, Ugh. but I just tipped forward and I fell face first with two inch spikes coming off of my chest into the audience. Oh my god. Wearing and on top of my head was also a wire heart sculpture. Sure. And like Jesus. and did you hurt anyone? No, the audience caught me and surfed me to the back of the room. Whoa. That's incredible. I don't know how, and I and well, if I did hurt anyone, no one ever complained, but I literally went chest first into this crowd of people, and that was my first experience. Someone died and they just dragged them out of the back. They're like, we're not addressing <laughs> yeah, this. Don't tell Kat. Keep the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> this be a good they were like, this is our new diva. We are not concerned. <laughs> yeah. They can belt like we are gonna let's throw this person. Yeah. Yikes. So it was. It, so that was my first like time in drag in front of people. <laughs> you almost died. I yeah. I fell face first into yeah. the audience, but I had a standing ovation when I came on stage. And then they built a bunch of shows around me, and that's how I met T Rex. Yeah. 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 T Rex came to a show. Yeah. I, I loved you from the first second I saw you. Oh, I do. I was actually super scared of you whenever I met you. I get that I was a like, lot. Well, you're so tall. Yeah. yeah. But I think so- that's really. I think mm-hmm. being tall is like the is super scary for people because you seem so much like if I was like a regular height person, I probably wouldn't be as like intimidating. I know. Strangers. I can wear six and a half inch heels and I'm still like a foot shorter. Than <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> I it helps me go in and like take a room over. I've seen you get really angry when somebody's taller than Whenever you. Whenever Dita Vaughn like is in town, because yeah. Dita Vaughn from Milwaukee is so tall. Whenever she's in town, I'm like, that's this is the only time T-Rex is not the giant in the as, room. As a tall gay, I feel like if... <laughs> Another tall gay walks into a room. It's like it's like okay. I either hate you or we have to be allies. Like what are we? Like I feel like yeah, you're like attacking me. (laughs) All you did was walk in the room. The audacity of how tall are you? You're taller than me. I'm six one. You're six one. Oh, you're taller. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, shrimpy. I'm so shrimpy. I'm so short. (laughs) It's Um, fine. I'm fine. Do you want to talk about your first? Oh, my first time in drag. Have we? I don't know if we've... I don't think we've ever... No, we haven't. Because I feel like my first... Actually, my first time going out in drag 
I think I was actually nine. I think. What? <laughs> you just oh my god! Did you just spit your. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know it was. I think I just yeah. didn't know it was drag. Yeah. And like, and all of a sudden, this has happened really recently. Hi, mom. We've had conversations, my mom and I, where she's tra- looking back through my life and like yeah. finding the puzzle pieces of. She's like, "How did you get this way? And how did I not notice?" Kind of. Yeah. And which is really fun because it feels like it's like a scavenger hunt of my life. And she keeps sending me these pictures, like pictures or things where I'm in like full white face with like purple yeah. contour. I posted a picture recently of myself dressed as a wizard, which was not totally the thing, but like, but I remember going out and like. I had just gotten my hair chopped off and I was like severely contoured and I just remember feeling like totally invincible. Yeah. Completely invincible. Almost like, and it was on Halloween and almost like nobody could see me, but I was like extremely visible all at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like that feeling where you're like, no one will, whoa, that's like two people though. I was like, no one look at me, but everyone is paying attention. Yeah. All at the same time. It's kind of wild. I was in the woods, too. Yeah. It was this, like, woodsy trick-or-treating event. There's something about doing drag for the first time that, like, rearranges your brain and goes, like, oh, more champagne? Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) Like, you just realize that, like, yeah, this is something I want to do. And, like, yeah, like, I don't always like the way that people look at me, but this... I like the way they look yes. at me this way. Like, this lets me package myself up and present how I do feel inside. And so much of drag is is dressing up as someone else to really show your truest form. Yes, that's absolutely true. Which is thing. So weird, but, but so true. You get yeah. to fully control what you want people to see. Yeah, like, yep. totally. Yeah. By dressing up as someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um... My first time I went to a beauty bar, and uh, <laughs> that's how I came up with my name, Wasted. Uh, <laughs> yep. away, and then, yeah, fucking beauty bar. I know. Uh, were you, did you, was that when you went out as Snooky? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess that counts, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the first time I was Snooky. Uh, Snooky was like the, it was like a month before that, yeah. But there's like a, a picture of... Dip. Huh. <laughs> like a little toe dip. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of me when I was like uh, like eight or nine years old, and my yeah. mom's, uh, like, our kind of like, we called them like our sister family. Like the family that, like, all the kids are the same age, the parents yeah. grew up together. Uh, but the girl, her name's Marina. Hi, Marina. Uh, <laughs> she, she dressed up as me, and then I dressed up as a girl. Mm-hmm. But, like, we just, like, switched clothes. But, like, I used my mom's, like, Peggy Bundy wig from Halloween. And, like, it's so cute. <laughs> I looked great. Yeah. Do you have any pictures of it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to find it. I'll post it. Oh, yeah. That's she so was, cute. She was cute. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll do the next one. Yeah. Um, okay. I've been really wondering about this one. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so what was Eva's experience on Tattoo Far? Like, uh, has she kept the daddy tattoo? So I guess to give some context to people who don't know. So it was like a shitty show. <laughs> she was on MTV hosted by Snooki, and it came out last month? or Last month, yeah. And it was you and Soju, and mm-hmm. you pick out tattoos for each other, which is a horrible premise for a show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and pretty much... Uh, she gave you a tattoo that says daddy daddy issues. daddy issues daddy yep. issues mm-hmm. and it had like um like basically like a where is daddy it? guy like um it's on my back of my thigh oh, okay um basically like tom finland tom finland yeah and it's him naked with like a dick print like a big dick print and it says like daddy issues on the bottom <laughs> I actually really like my tattoo <laughs> because it's like kind of like in the style of my other tattoos. I like my um, black and white tattoos, mm-hmm. um, and it's like actually kind of cute. 
But I can't say the same for Soju's tattoo. Like, we chose the tattoos, like, a m- month ahead of time. And but we didn't get to, like, see what the tattoo artist, like, actually drew. Yeah. So when, like, we actually got to see them, it was, like, on the spot. So we couldn't really, like, say, no, like, that's not what I envisioned. That's not yeah. what I want. Because they were, like, oh, like, we're putting on this on her yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So, like, you couldn't change it. Um, when I was, we were actually filming the show, it took, like, 24 hours. Like, it was, like, an entire day. What? It was insane. But, like, we got there at 7, and we didn't finish filming until, like, 4 a.m. Oh, my God. And <clears throat> yet they, like, only used, like, 12 minutes of yeah. <laughs> all the footage. Um, but, yeah, like, as for Soju's tattoo, it's, like, it was supposed to be her, like, being really pretty, and it was, like, kind of supposed to be in a Japanese-esque style. Mm-hmm. But the tattoo artist, like, didn't know how to do that, or, like, the tattoo artist they chose for it oh. didn't really know that style, I guess. So it came out janky. <clears throat> it came out so fucked up. No! Oh, it was like a 12-year-old did the drawing, like, and yikes. <laughs> it was such a horrible picture of her. I felt so bad because it was like huge. Like my It's so big. I saw so it, big. and I was like, I don't know what this is, and I'm too scared to click on it because <laughs> I didn't want that. I didn't want that for her. <laughs> yeah, or you. Her with the stream of oh piss coming out. <laughs> oh, no. It was like a puddle of piss like underneath oh. her, and like they were like, oh, like well, if we don't put a stream of piss, we're, we have to put... Um, piss play on the bottom. Like, I feel like that's worse. So, like, so were they like just basically trying to get you guys to give each other the worst possible touch? Exactly. Right. That seems exactly. like what happened. That's the premise, yeah. Well, apparently like, um, some girl like bef- the day before me, she got slut like in big red letters like a like a, um, a cow print mm-hmm. like on her Like back. a brand? Like a, a brand? brand? Oh on my her God. back. No, wait, wait. Did a, she get it branded? No, no, no. It's a, it's it a was tattoo. a tattoo yeah. in, the, in, the, in the style of a brand. brand. Yeah. That's okay, fucked up. Okay, but the big question is, how was Snooki? <laughs> Snooki yeah. was so short. Was she nice? She, she was really nice. I she was love, so sweet. I've always loved Snooki. <laughs> I love you, Snooki, if you're listening. Yeah, Snooki <laughs> def- definitely so listens to our podcast. You gotta get her podcast oh my God. Fixed, sweetie. Snooki, you can come on anytime. I love Snooki. Honestly, Snooki and Nico were, like, the best part of the show. Like, they were yeah. so sweet the whole entire time. And, like... I'm sure though. Like if you if you have to if you have to host a show like that mm-hmm. where like a bunch of people are gonna be upset and it's oh, gonna yeah. be a really long day because yeah. what you've gotta get into drag. Exactly. Then you've gotta do some filming, then you've gotta be tattooed, yeah. then you have to film all your reactions. Yeah. That's a long ass fucking what day. A terrible idea for a television. <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> idea. So he literally came up to my knees. Oh no! Because I was like in heels and everything, and like she Less. was like standing on the couch and she was like still like up to my like <laughs> Uh, I love that. Um, All right, should we do the next one? Yeah, I'll do this next one. Um, Could you each share one Holy Grail drag makeup product? Uh, Mine is, (laughs) I can never remember the name of it, but it's the uh, black uh, liquid set um, uh, by Bin Nye. It's the eye product. Oh, the aqua, the aqua color? Um, Is it the cake? Is it cake, the cake, yeah. midnight cake. Aqua you have cake, to, yeah. you add get it water wet. To you, yeah. got me t- yeah. you got me on it's that. The best. Yeah, that's what I used to. If you're sweaty, it's not good. I don't sweat very much because it's like water mm-hmm. activates it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not sweaty, it's like the most pigmented. And I use so much black in my eye; it's my favorite. If I know I'm gonna be out on a really hot day or it's gonna sweat, I can't. You can also activate it with uh, setting spray. It's <gasps> alcohol-based. Oh, that's and so smart. It, it can crack if it's on for too long. Yeah. 
But if you know, if you're going to go out into the hot whatever oh, and like, hurt. yeah, it stays much better. It's also really hard to get off though. And you have to be aware that there's going to be fumes yes. around your eyes. Oh, yes. and you, oh, okay. So okay. so it's basically like, not do unbearable, you tear up easy not great. or do you not tear up easy? Yeah. So yeah. it's a gamble. It's true. It I do not tear up me, easy. But Lucky doesn't. It's true. I don't uh, weep when I put it on. <laughs> Kat, what are your uh, go-to? What's your go-to makeup? Um, I think I would say. I mean, I don't know. I play. I've been playing around a lot lately. I've been like really having a big shift in my makeup. I would say the things that are making my makeup better than it was right now are um, NYX white eyeliner. Although it cracks, so what I like to do is um, layer it atop Mac Chromaline in pure white. So you have a cream base and then you can pop that over it and it has What some is Chromaline? Chromaline is from the Pro Store only, but Pro Stores are usually available in major cities and also I think you can order it online. But mm-hmm. if you go to like a department store, they won't have certain amounts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pro Store is really for like people who are like, hey, I've got to airbrush a person into yeah. a lizard. Yeah. So I need a bunch of, you know, <laughs> yeah. which I've done and have yeah, to, you yeah. know, that's... But, but Chromaline is what? Chromaline it's like is, what kind of a product? it's like a gel eyeliner, oh, okay. but it dry it dries out slower mm-hmm. and it has more give and it has more product. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it a lot. So if you've ever used like a MAC gel eyeliner, or a lot of people use Inglot. It doesn't work mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I've got like, I'm allergic to a bunch of makeup and my eyes water all the time. Like a little oh. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always so mad at this one eyeball. But, um, yeah, but I would say that that, that is making my makeup look more crisp and more beautiful. And also, um, I have switched to a less heavy foundation because oh. I don't need a heavy foundation um, because I don't have a beard to cover yeah. as of yet. Um, and and, skin. and, and yeah. I have, and I take really good, thank you. I take really good care of my skin because skincare is my hobby. It's also, I know T-Rex's hobby. Like I'm obsessed. Oh, so mm-hmm. obsessed. We talk about it. We can talk with you endlessly about it. But yeah, so those are the two things. The, the, the foundation I'm using right now is Mac waterproof, which is also a pro store. I'm not like a huge Macaholic, but those two things and the yeah. NYX eyeliner happen to be what's working for me really well right now. Also, I recommend, um, Rosebud Salve. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally Smith. sitting on the table right yeah. now. Yeah. I, re- I recommend it when you're, before before you put your foundation on, put a layer of it on your lips. Mm. It helps keep foundation off your lips and it keeps you moisturized. So your oh. lipstick goes on nicer. Smart. Good That's what's know. happening with me right now. Mm. What about you? I <laughs> would say the sugar pill palette. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, honestly, it's that's amazing. the only eyeshadow that I use. Yeah. And I stick by it. Same. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I have that too. Um, yeah, I the Urban Decay Electrics palette is literally my yeah, entire face. One. It's yeah. like my entire Didn't face. They discontinued. They it? did, and I bought like three. Okay, because I looked for it online, and I still could find it really easily. Yeah, so yes, so it's, it's no issue. I you think can people, find it at Nordstrom Racks right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautylish sometimes has it. Um, it's an amazing palette. Yeah, it's really, really Super good. Bright. I think a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of muggles didn't like it because <laughs> it's like the pinks and the purples really stain. Yeah, they do. Like even through foundation. <laughs> Have but, you seen this stuff with James Charles? I kind of want to try that. It's some from Morphe, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but some girl like made a video that she, it was like, look at what it's done to my eyes. She was like, kind of like insinuating that it was like hives. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. She thought she was having an allergic reaction. Yeah, and it was like, no, it's any just pink. pink or purple yeah. that's like worth this shit is going to do that to right. your lips, your eyes. Like, it's just what it is. Yep. And red, too. It's like, calm, go Put wash your face. Put makeup over it. Put makeup <laughs> over it. Put some foundation on it. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. It. Everything It'll will be go fine. Away. It's either that or you don't have pigment to makeup for now. Like, right, which yeah. doesn't work. It just just like, doesn't after work I do drag, me. I go to the work next day with, like, pink eyeshadow. Yeah, so oh, yep. Fuck off, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, should we do the next one? Yeah, I think we should. All right. Uh, what is your favorite part of the transformation uh, or you getting ready process? What's your favorite part? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm just thinking about because for me, it's not like part where I feel pretty. It's the the moment where I just I do my entire white foundation before I do anything else except for covering my eyebrows. Yeah. And there's this moment where I just look like a like a featureless egg. Yeah, and that's yeah. my favorite yeah. art. You're I just super like it. Terrifying. I, for like ten minutes. <laughs> I, I get ready with you all the time. I'm just saying you'll, you'll turn around and be like, "What?" And I'm like, ah! "Don't look at me. I'm a goblin." I know. I really love putting on eyelashes because mm-hmm. I feel like that mm-hmm. is kind of the final seal for my face. Like that's the like, all right, you're fucking done. Like that's the sigh of like, and also you can look at your face without eyelashes on, and you're like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's cute, and you put the lashes on, and it's three D, and you're beautiful. like, I'm beautiful now. Yeah, yeah, and it helps you fully understand your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say eyeliner. Like after I put eyeliner on, I just feel like a woman. Like <laughs> yeah, about funny. sharp eyeliner is just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say eyeliner too, or my scary sketchy eyebrows. I like sketch yeah. them on top, yeah. and once I sketch those on, because it's like the only super uncontrolled part of the process. Like, the rest of the makeup process has to have a lot of control to it. But the sketchy part, it's much better looking if it's uneven and a little, like, natural. Like, impressionistic, like, hairs. So after that, as soon as I've done that, maybe it's the relief of having done it and having it not gone, like, super (laughs) terrible. So, like, maybe the relief of that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm different now. Yeah. Yeah, Super relatable. But, like, having eyebrows are, like, similar at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like in the same realm. Yeah. And then I'll just move a lot. <laughs> just like nobody look directly at me. I'll, I'll have bangs. I know. <laughs> I um someone stole my makeup and um this yep. was a week ago and so I had to make new eyelashes. Uh, more on that later. Uh. <laughs> I had to make new eyelashes and uh it's like two three oh one lashes together usually and then I'll like have to kind of clip them so mm. that they look right and you know you gotta kind of put them together. It takes like five minutes. But one, for some reason, was like a quarter inch longer than the other. No. And I had them on and they were <laughs> stuck to my face. And it was like, you know when you're like, am I going to, you know when you, your lashes settled and you realize, oh, this Something is, very this bad is, has this happened. Is, and it's like, are you committing to this? Yeah. And just not taking a picture head on? Or are you going to like do yeah, it? And I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> and one is fully like, <laughs> it looks no. like an inch wider on one side and the other is just no. a sad little like, ding. Yep. So like yeah. the sad part is that that happens to me all the time, yeah. even with the same lashes. Oh no! I yeah. have like one monolid and one like kind of mm-hmm. double eyelid. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Oh, so like that's why like why Gia had her issue on the show too. Right. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta you have to find out where to put your lash mm-hmm. because I think that's a good tip for like beginner queen. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah. don't put it direct. I don't put it directly on my no, lash line. That either. is your biggest issue. Mine. I start it on the inside of the what is this called? Tear duct? By the tear duct. That one, it, it's... I, I glue it as close to that as I can, and then you arch it so that it goes higher up, and it'll... They won't, like, close and open so much when you close your eye, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll just kind of stay fanned. Do you work yours into a, like, a specific curve, or do you leave them mostly flat and then adjust them on your eye? What? 
Does oh, nobody so, else do that? You no, know, I do that. I, I so my eye is like um, hooded and almond shaped. Yeah, yeah. Same. And points upward on the outside. So what I for me and I, I I'll take my lash and I'll um, bend it inward into a C shape or mm-hmm. a U shape, mm-hmm. and then I'll go like this. Just wiggle it gently. To yeah. Wiggle it gently wiggle just it. to warm it up a yeah. little bit, and then it doesn't have that straightness to it. And then I feel like I can get in my oh. smaller eye a little bit better. You have a much bigger eye than this. Yeah, this might, it yeah. must be a Mediterranean thing. So I'm yeah. like the same exact thing, and I have to wiggle it a little bit. And then once I take them off, yeah. if I just like set them somewhere where they don't get smushed, yeah. then they just stay, stay that in the way. shape and then of you can your just eye. Pop yeah. them on in the right yeah. shape. Yeah, both of us kind of have to do a little something extra to do, yeah. do a thing. New queens, I feel like one of the biggest issues that new queens have is like, don't be afraid. Like your eyelash, you really have to. It's just like a wig. Like you can't just take it out of the mm-hmm. package and flop it on. Mm-mm. You have to. Take belly shoes. Like, my eyes are not super wide, so, like, I have to trim them because the new queen thing is you put the lash on directly on the mm-hmm. lash line. And, and then, then it droops and down. And then it droops down. Because I feel like that's how real girls do their makeup. And, like, yeah. No. Yeah, but their their lashes are, like, <laughs> yeah, tiny exactly. with But even yeah. then, you real gotta girls... you got to trim it. Trim, yeah. the, trim the inside of the lash, and then you'll... So or the outside. get the volume. I, I trim the inside. <gasps> yeah. Really? See? And then it takes off. Yeah. And I'll shorten the... Uh, um, I'll trim, like, the inside of the lash, like, to make the actual lashes shorter, too, so that they're not, like, too... Taking That's cool. I feel like it's hard for us to explain this in words when I... Yeah. <laughs> we need a YouTube series. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So don't be afraid to trim your lashes, yeah. my dudes. Customize. And uh, don't just flop on a pair of 301s. Like, you can put a couple together. You can, yeah. Anything. Get a smaller lash to help, you know, hold it up. Yeah. It also depends on how big your eyeliner is. Because yeah. if I wear one yeah. pair of 301s, I look sick because my eyes are, like, half my face in yeah. drag. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> look, I didn't come here to be read by you. I, I'm not reading <laughs> fight, you. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Please don't fight me. I love you. No, I'm, we're going to get stabbed at this table. That's what's going to happen. I'm very concerned about that now. It's highly possible. <laughs> We've got like a 50% chance. Oh Watch out. <laughs> All right. Is it me? Yeah. What is the worst advice? Yeah, what is the worst advice you've heard or received when it comes to drag? What's the worst advice? Uh, when I was first starting and I was a part of... Uh, show. I'm going to be vague <laughs> on this one. Uh, and I was a part of the show and um, they kept booking like really horrible like amateur performers. And I kept saying like, guys, why are you like, why aren't you being a little more choosy or whatever? And the host said to me, well, if you surround yourself with ugly girls and like you're always going to look the prettiest. And that oh stuck with, that stuck with me as like the worst piece of advice I think I've ever heard. It's like the idea that I'm not going to get any better. I'm going to surround myself with people that are worse so that I'm the top of this heap. That's I, horrible. It's like, and and I always consciously was like, I'm going to surround myself with people that I think are better than me so that it makes me think the other way. It's like, how can I catch up yeah. with, yeah, totally. with these people? So it's like I, to surround yourself with ugly people or to, um, it's just such an extreme way to think. Uh, it, to, you know, just the idea that you're not trying to get any better. So it's just like, like, let me step on all of these other people yeah. and put or myself like, up here. Mega gross. Yeah, it's yeah. just a really weird, well, it was a gross period in time, so <laughs> <laughs> there were gross people. So, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I don't know. Have you gotten any terrible advice? Like, yeah, I yes. I mean, I think the worst piece of advice I ever got was somebody was like, you should be more like the other drag queens. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't, one, I don't know how to do that. And two, 
I don't think that, I just think that I can't, I can be me as good as I can possibly be, yeah. but I can't be a better version of someone else than they already are. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it's just not, I don't know their deal. I don't know how to do that. I have to, like, follow my interior barometer. And, and if people don't like that, then I should probably go somewhere where people like me. And in Chicago, our scene especially, I feel yeah. like it's supportive of, like, everyone kind of has a thing. So, like... Well, this was a New York queen that told me this. There so. you go. See, some Sorry, scenes, New York Manhattan queen, specifically. Sorry. Yeah, like, some scenes you go and everyone kind of looks alike, and that's, like, <laughs> totally fine, and they all like it. You know, yeah. it's, like, one person is the loudest, and they've decided that, like, this is the standard of beauty. Sure. Like, and I get that for, like, a smaller town or, you know, but I think here we got enough people with loud voices that pipe up and go, no, we like it different. Yeah, I'm too stubborn for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, drag is like a self-expression. It's however right. you want to make it. How can yeah. I express someone else? Right. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. Have you gotten any really terrible advice? Or someone just told you, hey, girl, this is what you need to do. And it was just like, no, you idiot. Honestly, like, no. Like, no. I feel like since I, like, came on the scene so young, um, I feel like I wasn't really, like, <laughs> told like because especially in Chicago because here like we all celebrate our own drag like, yeah we don't really really like critique any other people's drag or like say it's like this is the way to do drag or yeah I, it's really not a thing here yeah, yeah. it's really only like when you're lazy selfish or evil yeah <laughs> that bad things will happen yeah have like, you got... Oh, yeah, what? Like, if you're, like, not putting in the effort to, like, improve your own drag... Right. I feel like someone would say something, but... Yeah. If you, like, keep putting out your, like, 100%, there's really not much for people to say. Yeah. Um, for me, it was... Um, the worst piece of advice I ever got was stop. Mm-hmm. Oh. They were like, you're a woman. Stop this. What the fuck are you doing? Are you crazy? And I was like, well, I don't know if I'm a woman. And also, <laughs> fuck the fuck off. Even yeah. if I, no matter who I am, leave me alone and let me let me do drag. I'm that that's a, that's what started my career was somebody telling me to stop. And, and you were like, like, fuck that. I was like, actually, let me see how far I can go just to spite <laughs> you. Um, and then the second, I was like the opposite. I was like. You're a drag queen. Keep going. That's what I always yes, you were. I always <laughs> call you. My... Lean into it. Lean into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It was the most, and it was the most loving thing that you could have done. It was. I mean, I always call you my dad, but you're like all of our dads, honestly. And Tranica or T Rex found me and was like, was like, okay, okay. You're a drag queen. You need bigger hair. You need some nails or some jewelry yeah. or some... You need some more rah-rah. Yeah. Let me show you where to go yeah. to get some rah-rah and figure it out. And, and all you know, come do the, come do the pre-show back before we had a crash landing. And, yeah. and just come. Just come. Just try it. Why not? And just that kind of spirit of positivity and openness was, like, such a huge deal for me. Well, and, and you know, limiting people in your scene based on anything is just so stupid. Like, when in history has that ever worked out? For the person saying, if you're this, then you can't do this. Nah, uh, uh, this is how we say it is. You yeah. know, it's like right. because you're yeah. you know, AFAB or whatever. It's like, yeah, those are people that's, who are afraid. They're afraid and like they're boring and who fucking cares? Like, yeah. let them go perform at some corny ass club down the street. Like, 
if you want new shit, you're going to come to my club and all these people are going to look different and... Absolutely. Yeah, and it's going to feel different and, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's how you start a revolution is telling someone no. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you're like, oh, hi, I'm just going to ruin your life instead <laughs> by being awesome and by working really hard. And, it, you know, yeah. and then the second worst piece of advice I ever got was paint softer. Because I was figuring, shit, because I was figuring shit out, right? So the, trying to paint softer, softer doesn't work for me. I have a feminine face. It, it, telling, I guess, trying to trying to make someone smaller in any way maybe is not super helpful when they're yeah. trying to. Mm-hmm. When I was a baby and trying to figure stuff out, I had to paint bigger to figure out what needed to be bigger to figure out what needed to be smaller, and it's an ongoing struggle, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think trying to make anyone smaller in any way is not useful it's cruel and weird mm-hmm. and i yeah. don't like it yeah actually to like add on to cat's um comment about like painting softer i've actually been told that too like when i because like for me i don't really like to do just be like just be generically pretty yeah, yeah. like i don't really like that like it's way more fun to do something out of the box and like just do crazy makeup or just do something like someone hasn't done before it's yeah. so much more fun yeah makes experience better i quite agree Mm. Um, this is a good table. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, this next one I don't really understand, so I guess we can talk about it. Um, how do you differentiate between clown chasers and folks who are genuinely <laughs> oh. intrigued by you messing around with gender? What does that mean, messing? I, uh, that, well, does I'm that not, mean they want to hook up with you? I think that this is a question about sexuality. Okay. And I do think that there are people that are like, I don't know. I because I do such specific yeah. clowny makeup, yeah. I feel like I get people who are like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I get people who like show up and they're like, "Oh yeah." And they're like come they're like want to make out and I'm like, "I'm in drag and you're going to mess this up." And yeah. I'm like, "No, no, no." And then they're like, "No, leave the makeup on." And I'm like, yeah. "Okay, well this is specific and mm-hmm. this is this and it's not actually about because we've been talking about like drag as a form of internal expression and your internal self on the outside and whatever, but that's not them actually seeing you. That's like they have this idea of what they want to possess or be or like m- have sex with or something yeah. that is kind of outside of you. And I don't know how that, I don't know how I, I feel about that. I think it's just anytime anyone comes on too strong, like you yeah. know that certain feeling where someone's coming on too strong. So whether you're in drag or out of drag, if that person is coming at you and telling you, I'm going to, I'm going to take your body. Like, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Like, I, you, we've, I think we've all experienced that, especially in the club where you, you get these clown fuckers, you get these like <laughs> chasers um, and they, think a, a lot of them come in because maybe their friends have told them that they picked up a hooker there. Mm-hmm. A se- I'm sorry, sex worker. Um, they picked up a hooker there. <laughs> and um, uh, and that they come in thinking that they're going to do the same, that they're going to purchase sex from you because they walk in and think that, you know. It's all up for grabs. That is all up for something. grabs. And they're new to the situation, so they don't know maybe that they're being super offensive. <laughs> but you know, also tell them to fuck off. Uh, yeah. Don't be afraid to tell people to get the fuck away from you. Yeah. And um, you know, it's important that bars have security that listens to queens, because I, you know, there's <clears throat> been there's been places I've worked where I've had to tell someone, you know, hey, this guy's fucking grabbing me. You need to get this guy out of here, or tell him to like chill the fuck out. And they will side with the patrons. I mean, some bars are just like that. Yeah. But we're lucky. With Berlin and Roscoe's and everything like 
they'll carry the people out right there. And sometimes right. the audience will too. Sometimes if you're like, get Fuck that yeah. guy out of here, the audience get is out. like, get out, you don't belong here. Yeah, oh my God. it's just safe space. Like, it's just 101. Yeah. It's, yeah. Bars, have your shit together. Side with your queens, unless they're assholes. I mean, and they're just making shit up. But probably, not. probably not. You know the assholes when you see them coming. So yeah. yeah, when you see someone with desperation in their eyes, yeah. like, help me. Yeah. Like, yeah. like whoever stole my makeup, like, you can go fuck yourself. So I'll like, <laughs> side with you. Yeah, I mean, and plus, like, for drag queens, we spend so much time on our makeup, like, you're not fucking this up. Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make out with you. Like, yeah, no. I always think that they just want, like, uh, uh, what usually, like, comes at my direction generally um, is like that they sort of it's not necessarily that they want to fuck you or sleep with you or whatever it's almost like they want a piece of you mm-hmm. or your sparkle or whatever it is that mm-hmm. makes you like the thing that they just saw mm-hmm. but the thing that they just saw and you normally are two different things mm-hmm. because that takes an insane amount of energy yeah. to, to, to generate so what maybe they're attracted to a lot of the times is the actual inherent energy that it takes to create um, and not necessarily maybe it is your body but for me for my personal experience I, I experience it that way is mm-hmm. like people are just like what is this what is how do you let me consume how do you, it somehow yeah, how when, do I can I just like take a spoon or when, something whenever you see someone who's like <laughs> under the lights and they're performing and people are eating it up or you know mm-hmm. just someone taking over a room there there can be something kind of intoxicating about yeah. that for all of us but there's some people that are particularly drawn to that as like like a star fucker mentality yeah they're like mm-hmm. I want to <laughs> like oh, yeah. I want a part of that like they'll yeah. just like they search for those people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's always team talent, right? You know, yeah. like, my crushes when I was little were like Claire Duvall and like oh. Alan and Alan Rickman. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, Alan, Rick, Alan Rickman is fucking sexy. Yeah, he they can, can read me poetry it. all day long. Yeah. Just, you know. Oh, no. What? Didn't oh, he, he die? He died. When? Are we telling you this now? Alan yeah, Rickman I died like know. a year or two ago. Oh, lucky. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Lucky. It's oh, okay. No. It's okay. It's okay. At the end of this podcast. We can't take time know. now. We can't take time. I'll mourn later. This, gonna, this we'll podcast dedicated to Alan Oh, my God. <laughs> How did I not know? I'm sorry, Bubba. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't try to fuck him now. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, oh, God. Do you want to... <laughs> I'm not ready. You should, right do, off. you should do the next okay. question. Um, <laughs> I can't. How can I, as a new... Uh, we only have one, two, three. We have three left. Um, how can I, as a new queen, uh, find my calling? Because I don't see myself as the performing type. Uh, I'll take this one. <laughs> um, I think it's about, like, telling people how they're going to consume you. I think... If you know what you are, you have to be, like, upfront about it. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to talk their ear off about it, but, like, when I went into the shows and I was performing, I made it apparent to everyone involved that was, like, if you ever need someone to take over as host, I am happy to do that. After my number, will you hand me the mic? I just want to say something to the audience. You prepare things. So you just, mm. you put it out there, and you present yourself, and people just accept it as, as truth. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know. Don't preach at everyone, but just just present it as it is and say, this is, what, this is my thing. This is what I like to do. That's interesting. I had a, a conversation with Bon Bon one time. We were, like, doing a video shoot, and Bon Bon was like, what, what do you feel like when you're performing? And I was kind of like, and we didn't know each other that well at that point, and I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. And Bon Bon was like, what do you feel like when you're performing? And I 
was like, I feel invincible. It's my one of my happiest times of life. Like everything about it is incredible, and I just feel yeah. infinite in that moment. And Bon Bon was like, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it makes me nervous, me and I want to throw up. Me too. And, and then I was, and she was like, Do I have to do that? And we had this like very intense conversation. And I, she does these incredible photo shoots. Oh. She does video shoots. She does all this other stuff, and it's still drag. It's just not lip sync. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't th- think you have to be a performer to be a really phenomenal drag queen. Yeah, and I agree to that because for me, I feel like my what I'm known for is not my performance. <laughs> I'm definitely more known for, like, I feel like my makeup, my Instagram, yeah. like, where my drag is. I really want to take, like, drag makeup to the next level and, like, experiment with it and just try new things. Um, and, like, I feel like that's what I wanted to be known for as for my drag. Yeah. And so you put that on Instagram, and mm-hmm. every time you are in makeup, you post a picture that is like, oh, this is my new makeup. Like, uh, you just show people what you're good at, and, and they'll mm-hmm. s- just slowly start to accept it as this is how it is. I right. Guess. I'm a comedian. I'm a wig I'm a, maker. I'm a, put it I'm a designer. Share it. Like, Share it. Yeah. I make little dolls out of, I don't know, I was going to say something weird, <laughs> but you know, like whatever you do, just like make it happen. Don't, so cats many, like making that face at me. So, <laughs> so many times people will uh, connect with something that's very specific, like things that are super specific. I mean, I think there's some queens have the idea that they want to be kind of like, you know, in the middle just so that they're appealing to everyone. But if you, I mean, take Trixie Mattel. I was just going to say if that, she yeah. has picked such a specific genre, no one looked like her makeup, like the way she just, everything is just so specific. And when you see someone doing something so specific, you're like, oh, wow, she is fully herself. I mm-hmm. connect to that because that, I don't know, there's just something so powerful about it. So just like find exactly what you are and just throw it out there. It is what it is, you yeah. know? And if I could tack on to that, I would say, and use everything you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, to Trixie Mattel, one of the things I love about her is I think she was, at one point, I don't remember ex- the exact conversation, but she said something to me like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think that I could play instruments in drag. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized that was silly. Exactly. And, yeah. um, she and was I, like, I can't go out there and play a guitar. And it's like, why yeah, not? Because you, you told yourself, you started the conversation, you started the, you know, the conversation with yourself going, well, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Who said? Who said? Yeah. Who said? Yeah. Like, I there's mean, no box in drag. Like, there's none. If you're good at something, incorporate it into your drag. Yep. Can you Anything juggle? You can you're do. the juggling drag queen now. <laughs> Are you a great painter? Paint your face. Are you a great whatever? Yeah. Just include it. I mean, people are dying to consume drag and you're going to connect with people if you do the most specific thing. Figure yeah. out what you've got and give it to them. Yeah. All you got is yourself to sell. Yeah. It's true. All right. You want to do the next one? We're getting I in our field. I, sh- I know. Well, you know, it's that time. We've yeah. had a couple of mimosas. The champagne does a thing. I know. We Every get week. Every week. <laughs> um, you intoxicating wenches. <laughs> cheers to that. Quick cheers. cheers. Mine's oh. empty. Oh, no. Already drank it. Do we have any more? I don't know if we have any more. Here, and speaking of getting in our feels, what is one moment in your drag career that you are most proud of? Ava? I feel like... Honestly, (laughs) for me, I think... I I still go back to this. Um, It's like the 2,000 years of drag... Yeah, so Dorian oh. Electra, the video. Yeah, Dorian Electra. Um, Dorian. It was like Dorian Electra, me, Imp Kid, Lucy, Lucy, Vixen. Yeah, it was like such and a. Jade. Uh, 
In no. Jade, yeah. Jade. Yeah. Jade. Um, Jade. Oh, no. Sotomayor? No. 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 Nope, keep talking. Okay, okay. keep talking. <laughs> but it was, like, such a great experience because all of us, like, just came together and, like, wrote this, like, awesome bop, and it was just, like... Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it was so much fun, and... It was kind of like a retelling of like you know drag history. It was a little educational, and it was just like a lot of humor too. Um, and I feel like all of our personalities really like mingled well in that music video. London Jade. London oh, Jade. Oh, I know London. She's Duh. wonderful. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. Her Woo! was so. killer in that song. Mm-hmm. She's killer. Um, Kat, what are you most proud of? Uh, well, I, I think that. I mean, it's hard to answer because I think what I'm most proud of is about to happen to me, and I can't talk about it quite yet, but um, I have an announcement for an announcement. There we go. (laughs) I'm going to announce my announcement. No, but um, I'm super, uh, yeah, there's something super exciting happening to me, but if I can think about it, it's, you know, up until this point, um, I would say, uh, this is going to sound so corny, but it was when I booked XYZ for the first time. Oh. I'm not kidding. Oh. It was when I booked XYZ for the first time because it went on for two years and I refused to ask for anything. Yeah. I try to work towards it and show and demonstrate that I can that I can achieve and perform at that level. So the first time I booked XYZ, um, I was having a heart attack I was very worried (laughs) and I mean it's a great show it's a wonderful freaking show at Roscoe's and you you gave me the opportunity and so that night was an incredibly special night for me it was super meaningful I don't I'm I'm pretty sure you remember me grinning like a Cheshire cat I was just like (laughs) I'm so happy to be here I can't believe I'm here every time I'm there I feel that way because I get to work with people that I that are from all around the world because they're able to bring more people yeah and it's just I don't know. I it was such a proud moment in my life, and then the other one would be Milwaukee Pride. Oh, the best! I got. I mean, performing in front of thousands of people, yeah. and I turn around and you're like laughing and like throw <laughs> and like grabbing confetti cannons. Like <laughs> I couldn't get them all to the end of the stage fast enough, and we were just confetti cannoning the audience. Yeah. It, it, those were really meaningful times mm-hmm. and really like beautiful moments in my life that I'll treasure forever. I I connect to what you said where, like, I think a a really good piece of advice is, like, um, I feel like I I say this to myself a lot in terms of, like, don't getting, not getting jealous of things. Like, uh, sometimes when you see things that you want, Mm -hmm. there's, like, two avenues that your brain can go down is why does that person get that and why don't I get that? And then the other is uh, I am going to show the universe Yes. I'm going to show the universe that I'm going to have this show at Berlin and I'm going to have this or that I'm going to get this opportunity. You just kind of position yourself for it and you open yourself up to it and it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a beautiful. It was yeah, beautiful to me. You. And then I like live my beauty fantasy happiness every month at Goddess. Yep. It's like Aww. the most like Lucky and I just like get to be together and we're just like oh. I love Goddess so much. It's <gasps> such a good show. <laughs> we love it so much. It's our baby child. It and, has yeah. been one of the uh, biggest Fridays to come out. I, I mean, especially it, it, Yeah, it, people it, come back. Yeah. Our audiences are 
like they're so loving and they take care of each other. Yes, yeah. true story. We've never had a single problem that I can even think of. There was uh, no, there was one, but but this is when I was talking earlier about like saying that the crowd at Berlin sometimes like will toss people out if they're behaving badly. Yeah. The only problem that I can remember that we've ever had at Goddess was at Blood Feast during the finale number. I was performing. Cat was behind a giant tarp, so you probably didn't see it. You never told me about this. Well, because it wasn't a. It was like whatever. The crowd took care of it, but there was a guy. I was like in a sort of spangly disco suit and it was skin tight and this guy in the front row who was clearly intoxicated reached out and grabbed my ass. <gasps> oh, that's why you didn't tell me because no. I would have killed him. Yeah, yeah, that's like, this is exactly right. I and get it. I, and it's the only time I've ever stopped performing in the middle of a number ever and I whipped around and I put my finger in his face and I was like, you need to go. Yeah. And then I turned to the two people next to him and I was like, make sure he gets thrown out. And then Love I continued that. lip syncing. Yes. And when I turned back around, he was gone. I love our audience. If anyone ever grabs you in the ass, my favorite thing to do is if I feel someone grabbing me, I don't change my body language at all. I simply put my hand down, like as coy as I can, grab the hand mm -hmm. as quickly as possible, and then turn around and connect to the person. Hold their hand up. You need to, if someone grabs your ass, connect your hand to their hand, turn around and look at them in the eye and go, yep. no. <laughs> no. I have done that so many times. And they will love, they will just jerk those hands back as if you have assaulted them. Yep. You know, you grab that hand and you tell them no, like a fucking dog. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's you like have a puppy to dog. do yeah. it because there's nothing they can do. There's nothing. I mean, they, you know, they, they, whatever they, they're already, you know, grabbing your ass. Tell them no. Yeah. Fuck. I love that. But yeah, that's do why it. I love our audience at Goddess, amongst other reasons, because they take care of each other. They take care of us. They're there yeah. every single time, every month. Oh, yeah. I slid like 10 feet on the ground on a pile of tools. <laughs> yeah. On purpose, on purpose. On purpose. But I didn't know that I was going to make it to the bar, and people caught me. They like grabbed me and caught me, and they hugged me into the back yeah. quick change while Lucky came on stage. And I was like, I can't believe I keep getting caught. I can't that's count the number of times they've literally carried us to the next place we need to be. That's true. That's like, weird. But mostly because we get we get up all in their business when and we're, we're doing like, our we're finale And we're like, we're going to get numbers. there one way or another. Yeah. I'm like, Lucky's like, how do I get off stage to you? And I was like, figure it out. Like, the audience will, like... And they lifted me. Yeah, and they lifted Lucky towards oh me. I'm not crazy. hard to lift, but no, they did lift I'm me. significantly harder, and they still are like, we've got you, yeah. baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's so the good. feeling. That's the entire feeling yeah. that they're a goddess every night is we've got you. And we whether it's you, from baby. us to them or them to us and... Yeah. We love oh, that. It's so I romantic. Love that. I, I think a good show has like uh, a through line of like uh, the audience and the queens are like mm -hmm. uh, connected. Like I, I feel like matinee. That's something that I really try to like. The second <gasps> so you walk in the door, I try to greet everyone. I try to go around and make sure that you know you you feel comfortable. Sometimes you go to a show and you just feel like. Well, you know, when what do it, I do? When's it Why gonna am I start? Here? Like, yeah. do we? How do we tip? What do we? How, yeah. What is? Yeah, you do such a great job at hosting you. and like just making. It's like it very do you tell you, you come? come yeah, yeah, people come in the space and you go, "Hey, how you doing? We're gonna start in ten minutes. Kochek's in the back. Welcome, welcome. Go right. get drunk. These this, are the rules. You start it up. This is where you pee. This is how you tip. This is what you do." You just like yeah. welcome. We have to start telling people where the bathrooms are. Yeah. Really? Do they go to the bathroom? Drunk. <laughs> Do they go to the <laughs> drunk bathroom? Drunk girls that come in from cheesies that are just like wander. I know the specific <laughs> body language is just wandering around the back of the club, going, like, "Where is it?" And uh, yeah, like the woman you threw out during. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Do you? It Which was. One? It was like. 
It was the... Not the woman who stole off the stage. That was the woman who stole oh, off the she stage. she stole mm-hmm. tips off of the stage. Goodbye. My tips. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was during the very first number of the night. We had just started this one. was wasted. And I see her, and she's just falling. And I, I, I love to do this thing where I take videos of people in the audience. Yep. Whether it's someone being a fucking nightmare or just someone, like, enjoying the show. Like, hey, this guy <laughs> loves the show, or this girl's a fucking idiot. Um, so she was already on my story. And then... Like, the number ended, and uh, everyone's cheering, and she just starts taking the fucking money. So, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know who's friends with this bitch, but we need to open up the audience. Everyone say, bye, bitch. Everyone, bye, bitch. <laughs> it's a, a security, make sure this ding-dong gets the fuck out of here. Don't ever come back. Like, <laughs> There's nothing like hearing 300 people be like, bye, bye bitch. bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was so funny. I was just standing there holding like a shoe and money, and I was like, "What the hell?" And on that note, yeah, (laughs) bye, bitch. bitch. Ah! (laughs) We gotta wrap it up. Oh, sorry, we're going too long. It's good. We're having a good time. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for being here. Um, Will you uh, tell the people your uh, social media so they know where to find you? Do you have any big shows coming up? Anything exciting? Um, so my social media is E-V-A-Y-O-U-N-G underscore. Um, I'm trying to steal the um, name of the actual person that has oh, E-V-A-Y-O-U-N-G. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> on your side, lucky, queen. I'm, this is so relatable to me. the same thing with Twitter. Fucking lucky. Carl, man. I've, like, DMs them and, like, asked them yep. if I can pay them or, yep. like, anything and, like, no reply. Yep. But anyways. Oh, they haven't used it in years or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> so I've, like, reported all their pictures. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're scamming them. I love that. <laughs> But yeah, I have a show coming up in um, at Elmhurst College. So it's a college show, but it's like free admission. So everyone's welcomed. Cat, yeah. <laughs> um, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on the internets at cat.sass <laughs> on Instagram. I forgot my own name. <laughs> so thank you for all the champagne, guys. Um, You're welcome. No, no, I really liked it. I'm trying to pull up my schedule. Um you can and then you can find me on um, Twitter. Twitter at I hate cat sass and on Facebook at cat sass and I've got goddess every third Friday with lucky stiff except Our, for December except for December yeah. which is the 14th December it will be the 14th and it will be goddess romance novel Ooh, that's Ooh, and that's we are so funny. it's a very silly theme and the idea that ridiculous. lucky came up with for the promo <laughs> is so stupid funny it's the dumbest thing it's I'm very excited about it um and I will be at Drag Matinee on December 8th and December... So I will too. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll be together. Yeah. And then I'll be there at on December 29th with Tammy Brown and T-Rex, and I'll be at XYZ at Roscoe's for the yeah. amazing holiday show on the 2nd of December. Also, also you'll be doing uh, New Year's. And I'll be with you on New yeah, Year's. Yeah, so it's me, Kat, Auntie Chan, Bambi Banks, and... Uh, Tenderoni are doing a New Year's at Berlin. Yeah. We're so, I'm so pumped. It's yeah. going to just be... I'm, so, I mean, as much as we love confetti, we are going to double, <laughs> oh, triple, quadruple. I, I went on walmart.com and I was like, this is it. I hate Walmart, but I'm gonna I'm ordering every confetti. My, my only piece of advice uh, for a queen on New Year's is don't wear long hair because everyone wears sequins. Yeah. That's true. Good everyone stuff. wears sequins. And don't wear like pantyhose with like um, uh, fishnets or too much. Everyone in the club is wearing sequins. You're going to get 
get snagged. And you get snagged constantly because it's like the thing. It's true. Um, all right, I'm T-Rex in Chicago. Um, we have a bunch of crazy shows coming up. Uh, Drag Matinee on December 1st. We have The Goofball, an all-comedy show with James Mansfield. Yeah. We have Serena Cha-Cha on December 15th. We have Tammy Brown on December 29th. Uh, and New Year's at Berlin. Uh, and I think that's all. Yeah, it's true. All right, well, thank you guys for being what here. What about me? Thanks so much for having me. Are what about wasted? me? I am wasted. Oh, wait, you didn't do it yet? I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> You're fine. I was, I was just like, I'm, I'm here. It's the champagne I, every week. I was shouting. It's fine, because <laughs> it doesn't matter, really, because they know what my Instagram yeah. is. It's lucky.stiff. See, we had talked about that, and I got yep. <laughs> They know what my Twitter is, because it's luckystiff2, fucking Carl. Fucking Carl. I, sub- I submitted something to Twitter today that was like, Carl hasn't tweeted since 2009. And I want this account. Oh what if Carl's dead? Oh, then I'll feel really bad. <laughs> yeah, because Lucky killed him. Dang it. The things I we do for him. Twitter. Um, yeah. Stabbed him, yeah. You didn't know I was part of that gang. Yeah, I'm Lucky Stiff 2 on Twitter. And then I am also at Drag Matinee on the 8th. And um, this, uh, wait, well, if this episode goes up, every, usually, Usually, I am every last Saturday. I'm at the Ace Hotel, with certain exceptions. But this month, I am there. Um, we're gonna do a high tea with Darling and Friends, and it's based on the movie Funny Face with Audrey Hepburn. Aww. So it's all gonna be Audrey Hepburn themed looks <gasps> and numbers, um, which is super fun. And also, the Ace is super bougie and fun. So you should come. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Are we actually done this time? I think we might be. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Yay. That's the G. Bow, bow, bow. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>